In a world full of film and TV news. This just in. Breaking news for you now. Gotta interrupt you here. We have some breaking news. Breaking news. To another story that is breaking overnight. Three men have joined forces to bring you the Hello and welcome back to a second season, a new year, and the continued journey of the Weekly Cut podcast. Yeah. I practiced that so many times earlier. (laughs) Uh, If you didn't know, this is the podcast that brings you the latest news and reviews in TV and film. My name is Brad, and this is my co-host, Connor T. Hello. How are you? I did pre-warn you earlier. I am fine, by the way. Good. I did pre-warn you earlier. I want a New Year's resolution about TV and film. Would you like to go first or me? I've got one. Go. I want to watch... This year, my goal is to watch more international films. <laughs> oh, that's fresh, actually. Yeah. Okay. One of my favourite films is uh, City of God, which is the Brazilian film. Oh, yes. And that's quite yeah. mainstream international, but yeah. still. Is every, everything everywhere all at once, is that classed as an international film? Is that A24 production? I don't know. I would have thought so. I don't know. I don't know but right. if that's international film, then I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I do. Uh, I liked The Raid. I know that was, um, in, how was it called? District 13, whatever it was. But yeah, that's actually a really good one. Yeah. Mine's a long the same sort of line you're talking about. I, you know, I'm a sucker for like sci-fi stuff, not just superheroes, like literally sci-fi. I want to watch more realistic, serious, grounded, more dramatic movies, which I've got a few on my, and original movies as well. That's my big step this year. Um, And yeah, that's my resolution. Nice. Achievable. Okay. Yeah, achievable. Not ones. like our weight one. <laughs> no, that's gone out the window. Yes. Early doors. Tough. But we've got Vegas, so hurry up. <laughs> right. If you're a fan of the pod or just a good human being, then please leave us a review on your podcast app. It really helps us out in more ways than you know. Uh, also, chuck us a follow on Twitter at Weekly Cut, where we just hit 10K. one now. Oh, that's what. Yeah. It went up a bit. I don't know if it's just because we hit 10K. Yeah. It's just... Keep it calm. Yeah, I should but have yeah. a little soundbite, a little yeah. clapping soundbite. We, uh, we're we going to do a post, obviously, to uh, a tweet, sorry, to thank everyone because it is a lovely little community we've got. Yeah. We've replied to everyone and everyone seems to be engaged. So if you want to join the conversation, then go and follow us. Yeah, what are you nice. waiting for? Uh, on this week's episode, we, of course, are talking last night's premiere of The Last of Us, recapping the snubs and dubs that Connor's got at the Golden Globes. Mm. Just how well is Avatar doing at the box office, Con? I'll let you know. Yeah, Calm down. Do. And what's in store for the next instalment of it as well? Marvel released a new trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, where Kang kicked the shit out of Scott Lang. Mm. Uh, plus, we're talking all the news and reviews in TV and film. So, without further ado, news, 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 podcast of 2022 we had a little guesstimate of what we think it would make and we're not we wasn't far off we said around about 1.5 to 1.8 yeah we're really middle ground yeah i I just didn't i think we both said it won't get 2 billion yeah well i think we're wrong (laughs) Uh, okay avatar the way of water has now hit 1.89 billion this was as of sunday afternoon i believe it was uh yesterday for us recording now um that's at the worldwide box office James Cameron is the first director in history to have three movies past $1.5 billion. What are they, Connor? Avatar. Yeah. (laughs) The first one. Avatar 2, does that count? Correct. And Titanic. Correct. That's his three. Uh, Like I say, that is an achievement. It's mad. He's goaded. Yeah, you can't can't knock him. You can't knock James Cameron. Uh, And it will pass Spider-Man No Way Home today uh, and roll towards $2 billion, which will probably make that but well, at the very latest, it will make it in the, 
weekend coming up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just incredible stuff. He's now committed fully to releasing three and four and, you know, nine and 10 and 11 and 12. Disney have said, you must. <laughs> you must. You are. Sir. But it just, I mean, did you have any doubt that, forget James Cameron, because people shouldn't doubt James Never doubt James Cameron. It's stupid that people have done it with Terminator when yeah. they doubted him. They've done it with when he took over Aliens from Ridley Scott. They doubted him. One of the best sequels ever. Yeah. Um, so don't doubt him anymore. Avatar franchise, Con, did yeah. you think... I can't remember what our conversation was on it. Did you think there was any worry that people had gone, do you know what, it's 14 years away. Yeah. Am I interested anymore? Did you have a little worry about that? I think I actually said it on the pod. I think I said... It's a long time yes. since it's been the first one. Sequel to it. So I thought, yeah, maybe everyone's interest has died down. But then Pandora and Animal Kingdom, who, those have been there. It revives Very, it a bit. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, that it sort of ticked it over yeah. and then kept it going until they finally did release. Well, they did release. Uh, and as I said, it's doing very well. Yeah. Um, I'm the same as you. I, ha- I was interested. I know you was interested in Avatar, but there was definite you know, worry yeah. about whether it would hit the big time that it has. Um, and I don't know if you saw this, um, but he came out and said that Avatar 3, which, by the way, everyone, is already filmed entirely. Yeah. And it's due to release in, uh, I think it's December 2024. Um, it's going to introduce a Fire Ash Nation Navi tribe. Ooh. Which sounds fucking cool. That sounds cool. Uh, and also, this is where I'm interested now. Go on. Because they're going to be, basically, in his words, evil. Yeah. What he's saying is... Only to this point, the Na'vi's are, oh, they're lovely. What what a lovely race and tribes they are. Yeah. Uh, And the humans are bloody horrible and et cetera. He wants to flip the table and, you know, bring in like a horrible tribe of Na'vi, et cetera. So I think that would make it a little bit more compelling. Yeah, that is good because it needs that bit of, because the Na'vi are too nice at the moment. They are so nice. nice. We need something. And I think we said this on our final episode of the year. Go back and listen to it. It's a good episode. Uh, we said for the third film we don't think the humans can come again yeah. <laughs> and disrupt again we did say so, yeah. that imagine if it starts again oh we're enjoying it the Navi yeah. fantastic hang on a minute I'll see a star in the sky it's another <laughs> ship of humans <laughs> uh, so yeah you're absolutely right it, it gives another layer and although the main antagonist is Stephen Lang's Colonel Quaritch I think whatever it was called he was called we understand he's going to be the, the sort of the main uh, antagonist but there can be other elements to the movie yeah. as well and i think that's what he's gonna do so fair enough right on to another fantastic fucking movie uh matt reeves uh, reveals he's deep in the process of writing the batman sequel yeah how big's your erection oh, <laughs> table's lifted oh yeah we've got a table now yeah we have got a table yeah there's a puzzle underneath a there towel is. on the table uh, <laughs> i'll ask him later about that um anyway he said he's very excited to share with everyone what they're doing with this sequel, and he's confirmed the Penguin spin-off series with Colin Farrell mm. will tie directly into the sequel. Now, my question to you, because it's always trending on Twitter, so I want to ask you directly, who would you like to see as the main villain in the Batman? I'm sure he's already got an idea of it his, yep. Matt Reeves. Uh, I personally, whilst you gather your thoughts, I would like... Mr. Freeze. I know that's been, you know, floated around a long time now. He's come out and said he likes Mr. Freeze. But I thought of something. The film starts, the Batman, on October 31st, and it runs to, I think it's November 6th. That's the end scene where he goes, November 6th. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's really good. Um, He says that. And so surely the sequel will be set around winter time. Yeah. So I think Mr. Freeze, although it was fan casted, now makes sense to me. Yeah. Brian Cranston. 
uh, oh. Giancarlo Esposito oh. keep, keeps being, you know, fan casted. I think that would be great. Or another one, the Court of Owls, which is like a secret society um, and syndicate, you know, running Gotham from the shadows. And it's a different type of villain rather than just another bad guy. Yeah. Um, who would you like? See, oh, my thought was Mr. Freeze as well. Yeah. Um, but I also thought Harvey Dent um, and Two Face because in um, Dark Knight, we didn't really get a lot of Two Face. It was Harvey Dent and he was gone. Yeah. And that was it. So I'd yep. like to see. Harvey didn't become Two-Face and then Two-Face for a good while. I actually, re- yeah. Do you know what? Or even, it'd be great if we was introduced the good side of Harvey Dent mm. in just the, the Batman 2. Yeah. And then 3 was about him being Two-Face. Yeah. Because um, I know what you mean by that, because I am a big believer that he is one of the best villains ever in a comic book movie. Yeah. But... Unfortunately for him, it was at a time when Heath Ledger was yeah, the Joker. <laughs> really, and Aaron Eckhart, by the way, for, for people that can't remember him. But he, he was just absolutely brilliant. And that's a really good point that he was unfortunately overshadowed. Yeah. by And he's not, no shame that he won an Oscar, Heath Ledger. So, But that's a really good point. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, and obviously he's going to be emerging as Bruce Wayne um, in this one. So it would make sense for him to meet to be sort of entangled with Harvey Dent. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Oh, okay. Thanks very much. Fair enough, yeah. Snippet that on the pod. Another <laughs> thing to end with as well, you probably saw this in the week. Uh, Matt Reeves said that he's meeting with Mr. James Gunn. Did you see this? Uh, yeah, I did see this. Yeah. yeah. He's meeting with him in the coming weeks to discuss the long-term plan for the Batverse. <laughs> That's what he said. That's not even Gunn's decision. Yeah. Gunn's been said, do not touch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Matt Reeves' verse. And or off. Joker, etc. with Todd Phillips. But yeah, just thought I'd end with that. It's exciting stuff. There is a plan for running both the DC Universe with James Gunn and Matt Reeves' Batverse. I think it's really clever. I reckon he's just said, keep going. Yep, we'll do. What have you got planned? None of your business. Well, okay, then we'll still pay you. Cheers. Uh, brilliant. Right, so let's move on to the last bit of segment before we go on to some Golden Globes shite. Uh, at some point this year, we will finally, as fans, be revealed who is the Fantastic Forecast. Yeah. I don't remember a time when people wasn't guessing yeah. who was going to be the Fantastic Four. For now, though, all we have to deal with is rumours. That's yeah. the name of the game. That's what we're in. Uh, one that keeps circulating, uh, but th- now in the last sort of week or two, is really picked up with some better sources, which I won't go through. But um, Adam Driver is Marvel's top choice, reportedly. Mm. Or Reed Richards, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic. I'm coming straight to you this time. Yep. What is your thoughts on Mr. Driver? Uh, he's one of the best actors of our generation. I think I'll... Gave nice. Mr. Scorsese a call <laughs> and just said, "What do you reckon?" And we had a chat, and he's like, "Yeah, defo." So defo. we had a chat. So he quoted it, but it was not. But then he me. said, "Not in that fucking Marvel." But you did Marvel. Universe. Oh yeah. Then he kicked off. Get him out. No. Him out, Fair off. enough. I absolutely agree with you there. I think Disney know him through Star Wars. Nice. Yeah. So he's already known to him. He's bloody good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Proper he, English from yeah. you there, but he is bloody good, and he'll fit the role. I, I think he'll be good for it. I'd really do. Uh, I'm the same as you, Con. Echoing that, I do think he's one of the best most talented actors working to date. Yeah. Um, from anything. I've seen, he plays, he's played, he can play like a retard in Logan Lucky, which is just brilliant. He plays a, a superb villain in Kylo Ren. Also in, they were divisive movies, so yeah. how he still comes out looking good. Yeah. It goes to show how good he was in that. Um, he's just, yeah, he's just brilliant. I can see him playing a sort of a geek. He wore glasses in um, House of Gucci. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can see him playing a geek. Yeah, he could do it. And anyway, he could play, I wrote down here, he could play Meryl Streep in Mamma Mia 3 <laughs> if he wanted. <laughs> he could. He's a chameleon. Yeah. Um, he would have to tone down. I mean, he was bloody wired in car. Do you remember when he had his shirt off? In Star Wars? 
Yeah, he's a big boy, isn't he? Yeah. He's like you, mate, your shoulders. Block. He is a block. <laughs> uh, so slim down a little bit for us, Adam. Yeah, uh, yeah I just think he'd be great as uh, Reed Richards. And it's also a big name that I think Marvel really do need for their phase sort of five and six going forward. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that's uh, brilliantly concluded from us. Uh, now, it's your big segment, Mr. Ooh, CT. Oh, lovely. Uh, Golden Globes were back. Yeah. Mr. Can I, before I jump in, can yeah. I put my editor hat on? Can you just lift that mic slightly? Slightly up? Yeah. What do I sound like? At all? That's it. There will be perfect. There? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Let me just... Adjust the... Yeah, adjust the, adjust the mic. Put it towards me? Yeah. Like perfect. that? Yep. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Now we're cooking. Uh, Golden Globes. Yes. Hit our screens. <laughs> Hit our screens. Uh, there were some that we expected, and there were some shocks. Yes. Uh, but before we get to yep. the, the awards and whatnot... I'll sip my coffee. Um, Eddie Murphy was given like a Lifetime Achievement Award. I can't remember the name of the award. Oh, is that what he got? Yeah, I think it was something oh, like stuff, that. good stuff, man. Um, but his speech was very, very good. Well, in true Eddie Murphy it. fashion. Um, and I'll play a little snippet of it now. This was his um, acceptance speech. Oh, you know what? I'm not connected. <laughs> Give me two seconds. You, but you probably could have just put it up to the mic, but let's do it this. It was quite loud, wasn't it? Uh, well, it's our first episode back. Leave us alone. Get yeah. off our back. Calm down a bit. What if someone right, that's it. <laughs> I'm not listening Never listen anymore. Again. No, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're there. Just do these three things. Pay your taxes. <laughs> mind your business. And keep Will Smith's wife's name. No! Very good. Absolutely so outstanding. The joke still continues, the Will Smith joke. He's made a rod for his own bed. Oh, no. And I feel like Eddie Murphy's someone that can pull that off because he's like a... like a, a Legend sounds strong, but I just believe that. I think he's a legend. Oh, yeah, so for sure. He, could, he probably could. It's a bit like if, you know, Denzel Washington or Jim Carrey was on stage. Yeah. Someone like that could just get away with it. But anyway, yeah. brilliant stuff from Eddie. Um, so we'll go straight into the awards. Um, I'm going to start with this one because it upset me. Oh wow, a lot, and I am annoyed. And I'll tell you why. You, you specifically upset you. Uh, I think a lot of a lot okay. of people, a few people. Um, so best TV series drama. Is so, this Better Call Saul? Better Call Saul. Okay, right. Yeah. So okay. Better Call Saul was nominated. It's been nominated every year. It's nominated, and it has never won. Yeah, I think offhead we had, we had a chat for people that don't know. I'm pretty sure it's had about 47 Emmy nominations. God know uh, about eighteen Golden Globes, and yeah, it's not one one. Yeah, and it's a fantastic series, and it should have won something. Um, but this year, in true Better Call Saul fashion, it didn't win. Um, the winner, surprisingly to me, House of the Dragon. Now it's a surprise. Yeah, it was up against The Crown, Ozark, and Severance, which we'll get onto because that's been both our screens. Um, House of the Dragon is very, very good. Outstanding. It is outstanding. Yeah, but when you think of award shows and you see stuff like The Crown. Um, Ozark's finished now, so maybe that would have got a final hurrah. Golden Globes. I suppose it's not so surprising. No, but do you know, I know what your I know what your lines yeah. are on. Ozark, I understand because, like you say, I think that had a bit of. A, I don't. I'm, I know a lot of people that weren't pretty pretty happy with the how it sort of ended as well. Yeah. Um, and people saying it should have ended with three seasons, shouldn't have ended before. But I know what you're saying. When you think of Academy Awards. You do think of The Crown, yeah, and you think of stuff like Better Call Saul. Yeah. Although it's a bit of a comedy, it's like a it's a it's a proper drama. Yeah. House of the Dragon is science fiction. And it's production, production, production. Yeah, it's pro- exactly. Yeah. It's loads of green screens, etc. I know it's based on a book and stuff, so it's a little bit different to like Marvel comic books and stuff. But mm. 
Yeah, I, I, that is surprising. Yeah, I think that was the only sort of surprise I had yeah. from the night. Um, we'll move on to the best films. Um, Avatar The Way Water was up. Elvis was up. Um, Tar, sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, was up. And Top Gun Maverick, which was all our favourites last year. Um, but the winner was The Fablemans, which is the Steven Spielberg. Yes, we have another show. It doesn't come out till uh, next week for us in the UK, annoyingly. Yeah, very keen to watch that, because he also won um, Best Director as well. Yes. For that. Uh, people were a little bit pissed off. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because... Although, although I think it's probably going to be a good film, mm. it's like it felt like almost like a an honor. Not, do you know what I mean? Because it was yeah. based on his life. It wasn't like it. It probably should have gone to something else. I see. What you're so, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what people. I don't know this. So I haven't seen the movie, so this is not my opinion. It's just from what there was a lot of you know chatter on uh, social media that it's a strange one to give best director for when it's about sort of like a biopic on his life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I, I, people were based on, I think there was a few better movies in that category. Yeah. Well, Although like, this is great. Yeah. It's like a Maverick. Yeah. Best movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's quite weird. It's, it's a weird one to me because I'll save until I watch it, of course. Um, but I know the best person to write about yourself is yourself. Yes. But it's weird to me making a film about yourself and directing it. It is. Write it, maybe, but to direct it, it's a bit... Well, it is strange. I, th- I think it's only because it's Steven Spielberg that worked and, not allowed, but, you know, become fruition and and, yeah. work, and did work. I will use that word. Egotistical? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it? But he's a goat. You yeah. Get away with it. Go on, Steve. He can do what he wants. Um, the best film, musical or comedy, um, The Banshees of Insurin one. What an outstanding movie. It's on my screens. Yeah. I was so happy about this. Yeah, that's on Disney Plus. And that bit, the likes of Everything Everywhere, All at Once, uh, Glass Onion, which I still haven't watched, which I need to watch. It's a disgrace. Um, and Babylon and Triangle of Sadness. Um, best TV series, Abbott Elementary. I don't really know much about that. No, I don't at all. Nah. Um, let's get some more. Uh, Kevin Costner won best actor in TV series. Oh, Kevin Costner. Bloody Clark Kent's dad. Yeah. And he wasn't uh, there, was he? No. He wasn't and there. there was a re- I didn't read. There was a reason that yeah. she read out. the Anyway. But um, there's a few people not in. Did, whilst, whilst we're on that subject, mm. you see about Brendan Fraser. Do you know why he was not at the Golden Globes? I, I've seen things flying about. I sort of, we've spoken about this before, I just didn't really know, know it was connected that much. Um, one of the uh, presidents, I think, of the foreign, of the Hollywood, foreign Hollywood press, mm. um, sexually assaulted him. Oh. Yeah, and that's Fucking why right. he, he says he was blacklisted. That's why he went away after sort of the mummy and stuff. Oh, yeah. He went away for years and years um, because apparently he was, he said he was blacklisted. And he said before the Golden Globes aired, he went, my mum didn't raise no hypocrite, I'm yeah. not going to the Golden Globes, but... Yeah, for people wondering why he wasn't there, because he was nominated for The Wow, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Uh, now, it's an interesting one, and I'm going to pose a question to the listeners afterwards. <clears throat> uh, so, best actor in a limited series or TV movie. Um, the winner of this event was Evan Peters, um, his performance as Jeffrey Dahmer in Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Um, now, question we posed yesterday when we was at our friends. Good chat. Uh, it was a good chat, and I want the listeners to have this chat as well. Is it weird that he won... Best actor for his performance as a serial killer. Now, our thoughts were... <laughs> when you say it like that. <laughs> our thoughts were, now, it's a very good performance. He's an actor, it's his job. But it, it is a bit odd. It, it, the sh- look, in a nutshell, my opinion, the show is written brilliantly. I yeah. think it's filmed brilliantly. And if you look at it completely objectively as a TV series, a biopic, etc., Taking away the ho- you can't really, but trying to take away the horror and evil elements, it's it's done incredibly well. So 
I can see why it's up for awards. Yeah. On the flip side, I I couldn't imagine. No one can imagine unless unless the victims' fam only the victims' families. I couldn't imagine waking up and seeing after my child was. Think of everyone had a look in the series. Everyone had a bit of a connection to. I can't remember his name. The guy in glasses. The the with the hat. Oh yeah, you know that was dancing. One of the last victims. Yeah. Um, where he was caught, I think was he? Yeah, it was the, that was him on the bed. Where he, anyway. Yeah. It was one of the last. The deaf one. Oh yes. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. that made that's more. Yeah. The deaf one. Everyone had a bit of a connection with him. Everyone I know that watched the series said that's the one that hurt them the most because yeah. he just seemed really nice. Um, I couldn't imagine being that family and waking up and seeing an actor win an award for the murder that murdered your son. Yeah. Brutally. It's a bit odd. It's odd. That's just my opinion of it. I don't really have anything more to say. I just find I can understand why people would think that's weird. Yeah. Well, let's know what you think. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Guess, yeah. <laughs> um, best actress in limited TV series or a series or TV movie. Um, Amanda Seyfried won for the dropout. Oh, she's a good actress. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, and she's up against Lily James for Pound and Tommy. Oh, Lily. Um, and Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy. Love yeah, Jessica. Love good. Hands and Hands. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, best supporting actress limited series. I'm just oh yeah for our oh, best supporting actress. Right, my apologies. My apologies. apologies. Uh, for limited series or TV movie, uh, Jennifer Coolidge for the White Lotus. Oh, I, I, did you see her? I didn't see her speech. Brilliant speech. Was it? Yeah, it was, she's just so fun. Uh, Stifler's mum. For for people that don't know, who Jennifer Coolidge is. Um, she was hilarious in her speech. <laughs> so so funny. But yeah, sorry. Yep. Um, best supporting actress in a TV series, Julia Garner and Ozark. Always deserved. I think right. she was the best thing. I liked, um, is it Laura? No, who is it? Is it Laura Linney? Is it Laura Linney? It might be. I don't, I can't think. The wife of the wife, Jason yeah. Bateman, I'm not sure. It sound, that sounds about right, yeah. that name. But she's very good, but um, Julia Garner is fantastic in right. that, so very, very good. Um, and best sport actor, um, Ki Hu Kwan, in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Did you see his speech? Oh, it was fantastic. I didn't see it, but I saw. Um, Pictures when he's reunited with Steven Spielberg. Oh yeah, that was he's cool, really man. Nice, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. He was just basically saying, look, he was, you know, he, went, he he couldn't get a job for thirty years after being in Temple of Doom, I think it was, with Indiana Jones, and then you know his his life's, but he feels like he's got his life back. It's the best year he's ever had. He was so sincere. Yeah, brilliant speech. I think he's just happy to, yeah, to he's be just, around again. Um, this is a good talking point. This one, um, which maybe shows a director at Marvel going in. Um, so Angela Bassett won. For best supporting actress in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Now, we said a couple of episodes ago, go back, she was standout for that film. For what that was going through, yeah. she was fantastic, and that is well deserved. 100% agree with that. She was, uh, when you do try and take away the, the elements of a comic book movie, just any, any critic or any movie fan watches that. How can you not be up for nomination? For, yeah. It was such a good performance. Every line. Yeah. It was just delivered 10 out of 10. It was flawless, yeah. And she set a record of the first... Uh, so good, yeah. yeah. No, Marvel have not done it before. It's Maybe it's a stepping stone yeah. into the direction of, you know, getting in, into the Academy, Academy Awards for these. Uh, DC have done it a few times, well, only because of the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, oh, yeah. Chief Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix for the same character. Oh, yeah. Um, so DC have done it, but that's because they can be a little bit more serious, I guess. But Yeah. And this and Wakanda Forever was serious, so well-deserved, Angela. Yeah. Um, now, best actor for musical or comedy, Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Insurance. We'll get onto that film on the screens. Uh, best actress for musical or comedy, Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere. Good. Once. Very good again. Yeah. I really like that film. I really like yeah. that film. She On that night, she the, the you know they play the piano if they go on too long? Yeah. She went, shut up or I'll beat you up. <laughs> she went, I can, so. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair Stop enough. that piano. You know your stuff. 
Um, best animated film, um, Guillermo, apologies the pronunciation, Del Toro's Pinocchio. Haven't watched oh, it. Yet. I've not watched it. If, mm. I feel like it's something you would watch. Cause it's, do you, I don't know if you like stop motion. No, I can't get oh, a ball. Good. Well, I don't. So, yeah. like Wallace and Gromit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not watching it here. <laughs> I know he's good. The director, I understand. I can't, can't pronounce his name. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I get. No, thank you. Um, best action TV series in Die's done it again for Euphoria. Very, very good. Actually. Fair enough. Um, and then best actor uh, for a drama. Austin Butler's done it for Elvis. <laughs> very, very good. And he does still sound like Elvis. Yes, he does. He try. Don't try and say you don't, yeah. uh, Austin. You do. Uh, but yeah fantastic we're both big fans of that movie um i can understand why but the sad sad thing is i mean lisa marie presley was there at the golden globes and then the next day heart attack and passed jeez i forgot about that yeah so rest in peace um but it's tough debbie downer uh sorry yeah no Uh, i I saw as well that i think it was the lowest rate of lowest viewed golden globes was it in history um obviously because there's loads of it wasn't there last year and there's loads of not just about the Brendan Fraser thing. There's loads of issues around Golden Globes. Mm. Um, uh, he was really poor. I don't know if you saw. I, I saw a compilation of the host. No, Do you he, know who he is? Who was it? He looks familiar. And I can't remember where I've seen him. He's in like movies. Um, Jared Carmichael. Recognise the name. You'd know his face. Yeah, I recognise um, He name. made a really good um, joke at the beginning. He basically went because um, he's so he's a black guy and his joke was there's only one reason. So he come out and you know I'm the host. Blah blah. blah. He said there's only one reason I'm here. It's because I'm black. Yeah, uh, and he said, and he said uh, another funny one, which is a bit on the line, but my sense of humor is quite dark. I know yours is too. He said there was ne- there wasn't a black guy on the folly- foreign Hollywood press until George Floyd died. Oh dear! So as much as I do, f- <laughs> I, I do yeah. find like dark comedy. We like Ricky Gervais. Yeah, I do like dark comedy. Put himself in a bit of a, a bad start, and then there was a compilation. His jokes were not landing. Um, so, uh, you know, I think Ricky Gervais was trending because of that. Yeah, getting I th- back. I think, unless you're Ricky Gervais, just present, just present it. Yeah, just, just present it. the jokes. Or, or do a Neil Patrick Harrison dance. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> just do that. But nice roundup. So, man, so your, so I guess the biggest surprise for you then is. To the TV. Yeah, better call Who Saul. was um, Austin Butler up against? Let me just get the list up. I'm trying uh, to think of dramas. Was it, I suppose, Colin oh, yeah. Farrell? No, he was, in, he was in comedy or musical, wasn't he? Uh, Brendan Fraser. Oh, for uh, the wow. Well, yeah, Hugh Jackman, The Sun, uh, Bill Nighy, Living, and Jeremy Pope in the inspection. You know, I'm quite shocked about uh, Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Fair maybe, enough. Maybe that's a little bite back. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't win. Um, we're going to be doing an Oscars one. That's coming up. Yeah. Um, obviously, a much bigger night, and that's you again for that. Ooh, I want yeah. another segment. I do. I'll always watch Oscars. Brilliant yeah. stuff. Uh, anyway, so now we'll move on to trailers, I believe. Glad I remember the buttons. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, right, let's start with the biggie. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, February 17th it comes out. Mm. So a, a month, as you're listening today, it'll be a month. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so can't wait for that. It's the start of Phase 5. F- phase 4's behind us. Yeah. I don't know why I don't... F- Thank God for that. F- 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 phase 4 is <laughs> behind us. I think it's because it gave me a shiver thinking about it. Um, it's behind us. We need a big, big sort of step in the right direction. Yeah. And do you think off this trailer, it's going to get it? My first thought when I watched this trailer was, this seems like a new step for, for Marvel. It's like, Phase 4, you had that. We apologise. <laughs> phase 5, this is going to be big. And this film just looks grand. It does look grand. It looks. It looks like... There's a bit in it where Ant Man goes, it turns into like string, and it's just, it's like um, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. The bit where it turns to block and that. Yeah. Same, same as, um, oh, what's his name? John Krasinski, Multiverse yeah. of Madness. Yeah. Spaghetti. I like that. It's a bit of a trend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it just feels like it's that grandness. It's, 
high stakes is going to be big. It's high, be, high yeah. stakes. And it's, it's like, this is the next thing. We're kicking off with a bang. It's setting up, you know, yeah. the next two phases minimum. Yeah. So with, with sort of Kang and et cetera. So yeah, I completely agree with that. It does look grand. I'm coming straight onto something. Like, Go on. <laughs> I'm not trying to bring it down because it does look good. But Modoc. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of where to start. So this this is where we first got the unmasked look. Uh, so to recap, Corey Stroll, who played uh, Yellow Jacket, was the villain in, in Ant-Man 1. Good villain. Yeah, good villain. And good actor. Yeah. He played Darren Cross, was the, the character's name. Really good. He then got, what's the best, quantum-fired. Yeah, good word. Yeah. We'll in, in the end, he got, you know, and went into the quantum realm. Um, and looks like he's back as mode. <laughs> yeah, how'd that happen? Just tell me what you think. I know you don't know a lot about the character, but just what do you think about as a Marvel fan and a, and a big movie fan? What did you think of the way he looks? It just looks silly. I don't know how you do it, though. No, you yeah. can't. You just leave it. Yeah. Just that, one of them characters leave. Leave yeah. or piss people off and just do the ro- robotic. Yeah. Because, he, I mean, he doesn't look terrible when he's got, you know, the, you see a really flash of him in, in, as a, with his mask on. Yeah. And it doesn't look terrible. He's fine firing some things from, from his side, but... It doesn't. It, I mean, it's just a villain. I do think you're right. I don't know why you've done that. Yeah, there's no need. There's no need. If he's not there, no one will mind. You won't miss him. <laughs> it will be something we'll be talking heavily about come February, uh, late February when we watch the movie on yeah. this podcast. But at the minute, it looks like, and what people were saying as well on Twitter, it does look like a you know a, a deep fake joke thing online. And yeah, it looks terrible. Yeah, it's just good. a ballooned face. Yeah, not- of course, of course, strong. <laughs> Uh, doesn't work um right let's talk about kang uh, looks and sounds incredible yes do yeah. you feel i suppose it's a hard question because thanos was just so good and we haven't seen kang the conqueror yet we've seen uh he who remains jonathan majors in loki mm-hmm. but as kang the conqueror he's first out in here do you get a presence that this is gonna be a great next big bad yeah i get the presence that if thanos was still here kang would have kicked the shit out of him completely agree he just looks he looks unbeatable yeah. in this trailer you you think well they're definitely going to lose yeah he just looks too powerful <laughs> too strong too clever yeah as well and i think he you do get that aura about yeah him. and this is him what people have to remember is this is him at a weakened us i use the word weakened this is him at a weakened state so yeah. this is not this is not the kang the conqueror we're going to see in kang dynasty the avengers movie he's going to have his time chair which i think that's what he's tasking Scott Lang to get. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. in the trailer, you get a sense he's saying, "You do this for me." They he pulls him into the quantum realm because he's trapped down there. Yeah, this this Kang anyway, this variant, um, and he needs Scott Lang to do because he's a master thief. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, which now his daughter Cassie Lang is now because you see her come out of prison at the start. Yeah. I think she's now doing the Robin Hood, what he used to be. Uh, uh, anyway. So I think he's going to get his time share, et cetera, and then he's going to be full-powered in, in Kang Dynasty. But I just love how, even at a weakened state, he just he fist-fighted him. Like, yeah. He kicked the sh- he stamps on his that's, head. That, that's that's mad. It's a really cool shot, yeah. Brutal. It's like, um, it's like Malfoy and Harry Potter. It's that brutalness. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mad. Uh, it breaks his nose. I mean, as we've always said, that's attempted assault. Yeah. We don't know what the rules are in Hogwarts. Might have tried to kill him. Yeah, that, that's definite. Yeah, yeah, attempted murder, actually. Yeah, attempted yeah murder, stamped yeah. on someone's head. <laughs> um, right. Can't do that. But yeah, he just looks incredible. Um, it, it does need... I, I want to talk about uh, Hope Van... No, Hope Van Dyne, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Hope's hair. <laughs> yeah, why do they keep doing that to Marvel? 
Do you call it Ushu? It's Ushu, isn't it? It's so she had like a. I want to say Rachel from Friends, Bob. Yeah, and looked really cool yeah. in in the first movie. Um, and in and Man and Wasp, did she have that? I think she did. Um, anyway, oh no, she had a ponytail in that Man and Wasp. Yeah, but then in this, she's got like a. It's really like a buzz fuzzy top head. It's, it's really, really odd. Weird. They've done that with Miss Marvels, um, Captain Marvel as well. <laughs> Why they cut? Leave her here. Just alone. Leave her alone. Yeah, yeah, her. I don't know if Hope wants to do that. I mean, uh, what's her name? The one she was in Lost, wasn't she? Oh, it's not, not Jen. Angeline Lilly. Oh, yeah. Evangeline yeah, Lilly. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if that's the actress's move and she said, well, I'm in the movie, I'm doing what I want my hair. But yeah. What are you doing? It just looks silly. It's not good. And it does, it does look a bit like Spy Kids. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, I mean, the one, the last, the last thing I'll mention, the shot of the multiple Ant-Men. Yeah. That, that looks outstanding. It's loads yeah. of Scott Lang slash Ant-Men performing like ants do, the bridge up. Yeah. So, it just, I think this is... The only for my my issue actually, I'll end with this. I've changed my thought. Ooh. I'll end with this. My only issue is: is it going to be? I don't mind CGI fests. I really don't. Yeah. But is it? I feel like we're going to get a lot of quantum realmy stuff. Yeah. Um. And I, I I just don't want it to be all that and nothing else. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I I don't mind being down in the quantum realm, etc. But. I just think if it is down there the entire time and it's just loads of weird stuff, I just hope the story isn't overshadowed by a gloop. Yeah, I was getting a bit jarring, wasn't it? Yeah, no, jarring, no, no, no. that's the word I'm looking for. This is the first time I've been excited for an Ant-Man film. I won't lie to you. No, I completely agree. Yeah. Because the first one came out and it was a surprise. It was actually quite good. Yeah. It wasn't great, but it was quite good and everyone didn't expect it to be. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, that's stinky. Is that one of your bottom three? Yeah, it stinks. Yeah, I think it's my worst MCU movie. Oh, actually, Love and no, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Connor, corrected me. <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder, then it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. But yeah, um, yeah so I'll, I'll end on that. They look like they've got a winner here, and Jonathan Majors probably is one of the best things MCU and Kevin Feige have done in a while. For sure. Absolutely outstanding. Until Adam wait. Driver comes in. Until Adam Driver. <laughs> Until he comes in. Right, let's move on to something else. It's time for a complete 180 in the direction of Dracula. Yeah. It's Renfield. It's starring Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt, who I love, by the way. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's it's Renfield. He's like the Igor to Dr. Frankenstein. He's like the helper to Dracula sort of thing. Uh, Connor, first thoughts? Nicholas Cage in a weird <laughs> stage of his career. It's really, but I like it. Yeah. I'm all for it. I, I, um, I like the style of this, the trailer especially. And I, I am interested. I think it does look cool. It's a good laugh. I must admit, it does. It does look quite cool. I mean, would I be interested if it wasn't, you know, someone promising me? Oh, by the way, you are going to see Nicolas Cage's Dracula. Yeah, that is the draw. Um, it comes out on April fourteenth. Uh, but yeah, I just think it's probably going to have some cool action. Yeah, the comedy. Look, there was a few being you laughed out loud at oh, uh, yeah. one bit with the sort of the therapist saying, "Why would you phrase it in that way?" Um, but yeah, it's. And I think it could work. But yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Nicolas Cage. We'll have fun with him anyway, yeah. so it don't matter. Uh, you, did you watch Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? I did, yeah. You, I thought you did. You liked it, didn't really you? Really enjoyed He's, it. Yeah, he, like, I don't really see him fuck up, so fair play. Uh, that's a small trailers uh, for us this week, yeah. and now it's time. Let's move on to Last of Us. Oh, yes. I think we've probably been waiting for this. I'm trying to think, other than you know, maybe Mandalorian Season 3 is one of my most anticipated. There's a lot of ones here. The, um, the Boys Season 4, if it comes, Invincible. Yeah. Is season 2 is another one that I really want to see. This has got to be up there for you, is it? Uh, 100%. In, in terms of what I'm asking him, sorry, anticipated TV shows of 2023. Yeah, this was 
Probably top three. Really? Right. Yeah. We're going through, uh, I'll wrap it up after this show, by the way. We're going through next week, a huge look forward to 2023, going through movies, TV shows, month by month, giving you the lowdown. But for now, as I agree with Connor, this Last of Us is definitely one of my anticipated series of the year. Um, I'll just start with currently at 99% critic score, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. a 96% audience score. It has a budget for the series, which exceeds 10 million per episode. So quite big for HBO yeah. uh, in this sort of, in this standard. And it looks great. Yeah. Um, just, just stand on that for a second. I said this to uh, Jade when we were just, Jade likes post-apocalypse. So she's watching it. And I said, I just love HBO. Like there's bits where he's walking. I won't, we're going to get into the breakdown now, but it's bits where he's walking in like this little city and there's like fucking 400 people. Yeah, I know. And it's yeah. like, well done for putting the budget in and getting the extras and yeah. stuff. It helps, doesn't it? It, it makes it feel more real, yes. more realistic. Yeah, I, I noticed that. HBO just now TV shows, they yeah. really do. So they're the kings for me. I don't, I don't care. Anyway, um, so let's start. We're going to do a little bit of a sort of a breakdown and bit by bit, and then we're really mainly going to break down the what felt like a one-shot sequence when the outbreak started, but it yeah. wasn't. We know it wasn't a one-shot sequence, but it was so brilliantly done. We want to take that step by step. So stop me wherever you want, Con, if you've got anything you want to say. Mm. Uh, and for the listeners, just let's get into it. The series starts off in 1968 in a talk show where two scientists are having a sort of debate about threats to mankind. I, I feel like it was almost a bit like global warming, like yeah. what we would get nowadays. Yeah. It was a bit like that, and they were doing a bit of sort of a global warming type thing. But anyway, they were discussing like fungi, and and it was you know the effects of what it could be if they did evolve and could enter human bodies. Yeah, which happens. Um, this wasn't in the games, which was an interesting thing. Mm. They, in the games, it does it just starts off with the outbreak scene. Yeah, so it's quite cool that they felt then. I suppose they needed to introduce that. It pulled me in immediately. Oh, so you think it helped? Yeah, story. I really enjoyed it because because I've. Because you're watching it, and nowadays you people like to watch stuff like that. Like it's quite like downy and warnings. It's like yes. this is going to happen in yeah. ten years, and oh, so people enjoy that. And for oh. me, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that. I watch it go. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed that bit. I thought right. it added to it. I completely agree. Um, so that's the warning. Then it jumps straight into 2003 and shows the start of the outbreak from Sarah's perspective, who is Joel's daughter. It just seems like a sort of a normal day sort yeah. of thing. You know, having breakfast, preparing to go to school. He's got a double shift to take. Brother Tommy's there, but played by Diego Luna. Pedro Pascal is just absolutely brilliant in this yeah. as Joel. Um, and yeah, it just, I really like how it was just so easy and I'm trying to think of a word, not boring. What, help, help me out. I'm try, what I'm trying to say is it wasn't boring. It was just really mundane. Yeah. <laughs> but in a good way, because it, there was like tension moments kept being thrown in with little radio yeah. chatter because it really was just people having breakfast and going to school and getting a watch fix. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you see like a police car go past or a helicopter that's, fly that's over or something like that. You hear like sirens and yeah. nothing's really been explained to you. It's just sort of trying to build. And then I want to talk about the scene, which was the biggest tension builder because Jade turned her eyes away. Ooh. It was when she's in the neighbor's house. So the neighbor is. The neighbor's like an old lady who's very ill. She looks like she ain't even looking. Yeah, she's like a um, state, and she has the fungi infection mm. um, that we'll get onto. Uh, and uh, the, she's got like an old man partner as well as maybe a carer or a daughter or something. Yeah. I don't know. Another older lady. Um, and Sarah is in there, promised to go around to see her. And remember the bit where behind her is distorted camera 
and she starts... Oh, she's in a chair. She yeah. start, I, I don't even know what... She starts, like, crippling up. She hasn't moved the entire episode, by the yeah. way. But in the background, she starts crippling up and becoming one of the infected. Yeah, so she has a little seizure. Yes. And then, yeah. Yeah, so it's the fungus doing its thing inside and becoming a zombie, etc. That was absolutely brilliant. Really good. And it sort of then stepped it up, the stakes for the, for the, for the show, really, in that point. Um, now we then, I suppose, I just want to jump straight into the outbreak scene. So fast forward now, Sarah and Joel have had a nice little chat on the sofa. Yeah. Really, that's their last sort of, you know, horror. Oh, by the way, I was, it is spoilers. <laughs> oh, yeah, straight <laughs> It's a spoilers. breakdown. I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll make sure I, I'm clear that it's a breakdown because you, if you haven't seen it, don't watch a breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a breakdown. Um, and so we jump forward. It's the outbreak scene and we're going to go for it bit by bit and we'll talk about it. So Sarah wakes up in the night and there's sort of like explosions going off in yeah. the background, etc. Um, and Joel, Joel, bloody Tommy, has been um, got himself in jail from a bar fight. Do you, re- do you reckon that was an infected? So must, yeah. He says on the phone, uh, for people that don't, or don't remember exactly what he said, he says something along the lines of, I was in a bar and then some man started acting crazy, so I knocked him out. Yeah, I didn't clock Do you that, think that may have been like an affected thing? Yeah, so he just started attacking the way crazy. for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah it must have been. I, th- I think, yeah. So I think it was a really cool yeah. little, you know, Easter egg sort of thing. Tommy, I'm um, sorry, Joel isn't happy. He's like, bloody hell, Tom. Yeah. You know, I've got my daughter here, et cetera. So he puts her to bed nicely and obviously goes. Anyway, Sarah, fast forward, Sarah wakes up, explosions going off, et cetera, um, and is startled by the dog. Yeah. Cute dog. Yeah. Cute dog. If that dog died. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. Right Jesus Christ. Anyway, woken up by the neighbor's dog that we saw in the previous scene um, and, go, you know, nice neighbor to go to take it home. Yeah. Why she then enters the house, I don't know. Because the door's open, it's pitch black in there. Yeah, clearly something's gone down. The dog doesn't want to go in. Yeah, and that's your first sign. Yeah, maybe they go. Look, if your dog don't, if the dog runs away, my my deed's done. I tried. Yeah, but anyway, Sarah goes in, finds blood on the floor. Um, the two sort of the the husband and the carer or whatever is dead and being eaten by the old lady who we saw flip out. Yeah. Um. Oh, what did what did you when you saw that? This was. It got me so excited because you see the fungi coming out of her mouth and it shows you, right, this is what we're dealing with. But like, now we know this is just the start of what they're yes. dealing with. But they're terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Oh, it's grim. And we're going to get, in a, in a second, we're going to get onto the difference between these zombies and like, say, something like The Walking Dead because the chase in a little oh, bit yeah. later is just like, fucking hell, what you doing? Anyway, <laughs> but I really did like the fungus thing. Um, we're not, we're not going to sort of compare the games too much because I don't know about you, I played the first one, and yeah. I remember really liking it, but it was so long ago, I don't have the same... Me- I, you know how good I am at remembering things in TV and film. I don't really remember much well, of the I, game. This, so I played the beginning of this game, and I stopped after him. This episode is exactly the same. It's beat for beat. I, yeah, I, yeah it's, it's incredible with the, some of the lines. So we will point out some things that are different or some things that are completely the same, but... I th- I, we're going to sort of reviewing this as a TV show because yeah. I quite like the fact that I don't know stuff. Yeah, I knew certain big aspects about things, but yeah, I quite like the fact that I'm not sort of I'm, I'm surprised about things. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, as as we said, she tra- she goes in and sees the the sort of the fungi woman starting, and it is just so terrifying. Uh, that's not in the game as well. I thought I'd just point oh, out the okay. fungus coming out the mouth thing. That was that was pointed out, um, and then luckily. Tommy and Joel show up to clart the old lady around the head. Yeah, she gets They're in. Yeah. Um, and then they get sort of get in the car and they head out to sort of get to the motorway and get out of town. So again, this this is all in one sequence. It all started with her waking up. Yeah. And it's all just still going ahead. It's 
incredibly shot really and written. Um, so they go, I was, like I said, they go to head out of town, but the highways are blocked and they're forced into the town where it's just absolute carnage. Yep. A plane then crashes, looks brilliant on that budget. That's when I paused it and text you. That was the moment when I paused it. Right, that's it. I can't <laughs> oh, need to tell people. It was so good. So, okay, so now tell me what you're feeling at this point. Are you completely immersed in this chaos yeah. and this carnage? So Could, you're, you're with them. You're trying, because the way it is, you're in the car with them. You're trying to escape yeah. this as well. And it's just hectic. There's just so much going on. That's actually really cool. I, I know it's... So, again, do you think this is really shot just like the opening part of the game? Yeah. Just like that? Yeah. Um, that's really cool the way you mentioned that because it does make me feel like you're in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, Tommy, Joel, mate, where are we going? <laughs> We've got to get out of here. Yeah, it does. You're along with this ride and it's yeah. all like just spinning cameras. It doesn't cut a lot. Um, just really, really good. Uh, anyway, plane crashes, as I said, and they they crash and, and because of the plane... Uh, and Sarah breaks her ankle. Yeah. Bloody hell, that ankle. Uh, then they get split up from Tommy, and Joel is trying to carry her to safety, and this is when that horrendous scene comes. Because oh. He goes around the corner, and there's like these seven or eight infected... Um, what you, are they called? They're just called the infected, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. They are, yeah. So these infected people are, um, you know, munching down on, you know, these, pe- these humans, and then one of them plops up, yeah. sees uh, Joel and Sarah, and then chases. And... Tell me the difference. Why are you more? This is surely the most terrifying zombie type out there, right? Yeah. This so this zombie is basically Usain Bolt. <laughs> they are so quick and agile, and they just parkour. Yeah, parkour. And you don't know how they're they're gonna get away. It's it's not your typical zombie. No, they're quick. They're clever. They're coming for you, and they're not like Ooh, yeah, like. Walking Dead. Yes. And they are terrifying. I guess a, a, a good way, they are slightly different to my comparison, which I'm about to say, but the closest thing is like, you know, 28 Days Later, those types of zombies yeah. where they sprint and, yeah. you know, hurdle themselves or World War Z, yeah. you know, that Brad Pitt film. So it's more like that. And that's why it's so much more terrifying. Yeah. Jade went, I'm, at, one, at this point, Jade went, oh, I'm dead. Like, she put her, <laughs> she waved her hand and went, I am dead because she's used to Walking Dead. Yeah. So she was like, you know, you could you could handle fifty of those zombies in Walking Dead, but these ones, one of them, I thought it's really hard work. You probably are gone. Yeah. You are probably are gone. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it was just horrendous. It was chasing him through the diner, etc. Uh, and then now I'm going to pass to you, Con, if you will. Yeah. Talk us through the scene where the zombies about to catch him up, and then probably one of the most heart wrenching things in you know this whole series of the games and the and the the show that we're watching obviously the last of us talk us through that scene yeah so a zombie gets shot um is it the army guy who shoots it is, yeah, yeah so yeah. the army is there shoots a zombie dead the zombies not coming from anymore in like a it's not a hazmat suit but he's got a mask and he or some he's got a mask yeah, he's got on. a mask yeah on. uh so joel's there like, thank god he's got his daughter in his arms he says we're not thank ill f- yeah we're not yeah. infected thank god the army's here the army's still the guy's still pointing his gun um, takes a call from oh, that's the his, the his sergeant. Yeah, gets his orders, and his orders basically are kill, just kill him. We don't know; they could be lying. Yeah. We don't know nothing about this. Just kill him. Do you reckon it's because she's injured? I think it probably because I don't know. I I remember. I'm like you. I remember the the opening sequence of the game very well. Yeah, um, and I don't remember it being explained why. Like they are just are they just saying kill everyone who tries to get out of that zone, or is it a case of anyone with any injury? Yeah, because you wouldn't just. You wouldn't just go, right, we've had an outbreak, kill everyone. Kill everyone. That's I, not going to yeah. happen. I think they maybe saw a bit of blood in their face when they crashed the car. She's oh, injured. Yeah. I just thought, just kill them. It's easy just to kill them yes. and to let them go. And, we've got yeah. big things going on. We've got planes crashing here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joel says, 
Um, the army guy says, I'm sorry. Uh, Joel knows what's coming. So he sort of rolled down the hill and yeah. the army guy shoots. Joel's got a little cut. Uh, is this when Tommy comes now? Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. So Joel's on the floor. Army guy's over Can't Joel. Can't see Sarah at the minute. It's Can't just, yeah. yeah. Um, army guy's just about to finish Joel. But Tommy comes and saves the day. Kills him. Joel's gathering himself, looking around. Oh, that was close. Looks at his daughter, bleeding out. She got hit by a bullet and she's been shot. What an incredible young actress, by the way. Really good. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, I knew, again, I didn't, I didn't say it to Jade, but I knew um, what was happening because she was going to me, is, yeah. it just, is it just him and his daughter then? Because obviously the daughter don't die. And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, oh, Jade. Anyway. Um, and yeah, it was just them two and their acting were just fantastic in that scene. It was horrendous. That's a good thing. If we've played the game, or we've played the games, we knew that was coming. But still, we were hooked. Yes, and still we exactly hit that. hard again. So it's like they've done a job there. So you play the game, but you still hit again. Yeah, and just a credit to their acting. That's exactly right. It's been written perfectly, and it's exactly how you adapt a TV series from a popular game or whatever. So, right, that was that scene. It was the incredible, sort of a one-shot feel type of of scene. It's brilliant. Uh, it then jumps forward another twenty years to yeah. twenty twenty-three. Our year, woo. Uh, and Joel is now mid fifties. Yeah, because yeah, he said he's he said he's thirty six yeah. on his birthday that in the, that scene. So he's now fifty six, right? Then uh, it jumps forward fifty years, and Tommy has joined a rebellion group. He's yeah. quite high up. They seem to have drifted apart. He's working in a Bo- uh, Joel's working in a Boston quarantine zone city type thing. Um, there's factions and rebellions one main one called firefly because they think the army are you know like a dictatorship etc so that's where we are mm. um and it's just a really post-apocalyptic sort of depressed world um we then meet ellie uh played by bella ramsey yeah. uh who you correctly pointed out to me that is the little um one that stabs no sorry um she's the one that stabs the big giant Don't, in yeah. game of thrones yeah she <laughs> i is. recently rewatched and i went god i was right yeah yeah um, little Mormon. And yeah, she, what do you think of Bella Ramsey? Like her. Yeah, I do. Fits the role perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she got a, it's quite sad really. She got a lot of hate, didn't she? Because uh, par- apparently, not our opinion, but apparently she's unattractive looking. Uh, a bit harsh, isn't it? Yeah. What does it matter? Either? And then so, and a lot of people saying, look, if you, if you, if you're watching this show because you wanted Ellie to be attractive, then you're, check your hard drive. Yeah, Harold, yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's a young girl, isn't she? Yeah, she's like 14. Yeah, slow down. Come on. So, um, that was not in any, any normal fan. That's not in anyone's mind. Yeah. But anyway, I thought she was really, really good as Ellie from what we see in this. Um, so, for uh, she's sort of like being kept prisoner and she's getting asked to count to 10 each day. Um, and do you want to just explain why she's special? Uh, she's a sasspot. <laughs> she's very sassy. Bloody hell yeah. is she sassy. Then again, you're born in that world. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But she's so she's special because she That's was <laughs> she was bitten by the infected. Yep. Uh, three weeks prior, um, but she hasn't turned. And before we got in, when we got into this post-apocalyptic world, there was a poster that said, "Wherever you get bit, it tells you how long it takes." Her head it was like two days, torso is a day, and leg it was longer. Yeah. She got bitten on the arm, so she should have turned within the day. That's it. But three weeks later, she still hasn't turned. So she must be. The key. Her immune system must be suppressing it somehow. Yeah. So the Firefly leader, um, Mel- Melanie? No. What's her name? It's, it begins with M. Marlene. 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 Yeah, yeah. Marlene, uh, again, really good actress. Looks exactly like the game. It's brilliant. Um, she knows she's key and she needs to get her out of uh, Boston. Yeah. So 
that she was going to do it, but she gets injured, etc. So that's how Joel comes into play. Mm. He's trying to get out of well because he wants to go and find Tommy, who hasn't left the uh, and, and sort of a, they have a code of songs where if it's eighties, it's bad. Yeah. If it's seventies, it's good, etc. We're fine. And he hasn't been playing for uh, three weeks, is it? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. So he needs to get to Tommy to find you know to find if he's okay. So he's trying to get out. They need to get Ellie out, but they're injured. So surely two and two together and smuggle her out. And they promise to give him a fueled up better truck to go find Tommy if he does that. Yeah, if he doesn't, he kills her. <laughs> That's it. Oh, and rough, deal for, rough deal for He's just uh, so Ellie. good. Uh, anyway, then uh, again, I'm going to throw to you again because I want you to talk us through the, because it's a very similar, pretty much shot for shot of the game. Yeah. The scene where they're smuggling Ellie out here. So it's Joel, Tessa and Ellie in the night, trying to get out of that Boston quarantine zone. Yeah, so they, they're going through little sort of tunnels and yeah. up walls and stuff. And if you played the game, this level really frustrated me because there's guards everywhere yeah. and there's helicopters flying over. Spotlight going around. Yeah, and it was like for like of the game. And again, you could feel the tension of them yes. sort of trying to get out. Um, and then they get to one bit and one guard's having a little little piddle, <laughs> little wee-wees on the wall, gun down. Um, and for some reason, I think that's just try and go. I thought that was going to knock him out. Yeah, because he's he's trying to get his penis back in his yeah. body. It takes ages to get his, sort himself out. Go and go hit him. him. Yeah. Uh, but the, the guard picks his gun up and and spots him. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll have to get on their knees. And this was the interesting part because this is where it all sort of clicks into action. So the guard tests them all because he's I'm doing this one by the book. Yes. Now, bearing in mind that Joel knows this guard and smuggles him cards and yeah. and whatnot. He's on the take. Yeah. He, he likes a pill or yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he tests Joel and he tests Joel's lady friend. What's that coming, bro? Tessa. Name? Tessa. They come out clear. As he's going to test um, Ellie, she stabs him in the leg. Yeah. Little sasspot. Little sasspot. Uh, yeah. But it's really violent. good because earlier in, earlier in the show, we saw an, another little, I think it was a girl. Yeah. Uh, she gets, she gets, walks up to the quarantine zone. She gets taken in. They test her and she comes out red. So they kill her yeah. in a nice way, a humane way, but they kill her. Um, and it was really good because that literally was about to happen to Ellie. So it was really cool that she had that knife and done that, and yeah. it was brilliant. And then, and then, is, is it straight after that? Then he he's got the gun pointing at. Uh, sorry, I was about to say Sarah, but he's pointing it at Ellie. Is that when his PTSD kicks in at that point? Yes, yeah. So it is, isn't it? Yeah, because he flashed back to when the the guard was aiming at his daughter and him, yes. and he just goes mental. Cool, he's. He crushes this geezer's skull. Yeah, it, for sure. It was like uh, the only thing I can equivalent I can think of is when in the Batman. Remember, he takes that adrenaline, yeah, and then goes and grabs that bloke and punches him yes. about eight times in the face, like close range sort of thing. Um, yeah, really, really sort of horrific the way he had that sort of PTSD and and lost his head and killed the bloke. Yeah, um, and then they go off into the sort of the wild. They go through the quarantine gate and they go out into the the mainland or wild lands. We'll call it. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts back to the radio, yes. and it's an 80s song playing, which means it's Tommy saying, it's fucking bad. Trouble. Here. Yeah. yeah, it's trouble. Uh, and it's it, it, that's in the game, isn't it? Those Twin Tower yeah, things. Yeah, it ends in that shot. Um, so, look, I just think, how do you so perfectly do a premiere like that? Yeah. It's set up great. Um, over to you, Con. Final thoughts on it, and I want an out of 10 for the premiere episode. For the premiere episode, to grip you for a series that's going to carry on, this gets a 10 out of 10 for me. It does for me as it's well. It's bang on. It was an hour and a half with ads, Yeah, um, but I wanted more. Yeah, I didn't want it to end. It was so good, so gripping. They picked up the game, 
popped it in a series. <laughs> and that's what we wanted. Yep. Perfect. Brilliant. I, I, I completely agree. I would give it a 10 out of 10 for the premiere episode. It, I, I can't try and find a flaw in that. I really don't know how. Everyone acted brilliantly. Yep. Some people even... Diego Luna as Tommy. I, I watched back some of the clips of Tommy in the game. I was, I was shocked he didn't even voice him. They yeah. sound so similar. Um, like I say, it was written brilliantly. The sets and the the, the grand feel that you said, it just, lo- it just looks brilliant. And yeah. HBO, I think, have another hit on their hands. We hope we're right. I can't wait for episode three because a lot of the reviewers are saying episode three is uh, shortlisted for one of the best TV episodes in history. Ooh. So I can't wait for that. Yeah. Apparently it boots off. Uh, but we'll see, um, and we'll, we're going to review this. Um, we'll, we'll do it. Maybe we might miss next week because we've got a, a huge episode next week. Yeah. But episode three, hopefully it's as good as people say, and we're going to come back for another breakdown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 10 out of 10 from me and Connor at the Weekly Cut here. What a bloody series. Perfect. Uh, Pedro Pascal, best thing in the show? Absolutely. Well, he's on our screens, as we've said before. Oh, he's yeah. on our screens from January to about end of April with Mandalorian yeah. coming in March as well. So good for him. Now let's move on to what's on our screens. What's on them? Now we've had a, a bit of a break, so there's been a, quite a bit on the screens, but I'll, I'll point out the main ones that I've, I've watched. Um, today I started Reginald the Vampire with um, Jacob Balatan from... Oh, yeah. yeah, Ned. Is that Ned? Yeah, Ned, yeah. yeah. Um, it's quite cool. Yeah? Yeah, it's just been renewed for season two. Okay, fair so enough. So I thought, all right, I'll watch it. So basically he's a fat vampire. <laughs> and it's based on a novel or a book. Right. And he's a fat vampire and that doesn't fit well with a vampire What, image. that's actually the premise? Yeah. So he's a so he, he turns to a vampire, um, but he's a fat vampire, yep. and he's like feed, and his thing is higher than others because he's fat. Yeah, and like it doesn't, it's not going to go down. And also, well. vampires are supposed in any vampire show, and you know I've watched a lot of them. Yeah, vampires are supposed to be sort of like quite not sexy, but that's the whole way they hunt is because they're quite charming and they sort of quite endearing because you don't really see an ugly vampire in anything yeah. do you that's what they basically say and all the vampires do this are called like attractive people go, okay so then, yeah. yeah i get it so that's the joke so it's quite funny um i've watched an episode and a half i stopped before you come around but i'll carry on all right i'm, I'm with you i might yeah. join that yeah good um and uh severance oh. so adam's got late to the party and that'll come out last like early last year what a series that is so Effing good. Oh, that could be one of the best series I watched like last year. I, I think it's a contender. It's yeah. right up there with The Boys and it's right up there with Stranger Things. Yeah. I thought, thought it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so it's on Apple TV or Apple Plus, whatever you want to call it. Um, Adam Scott, it's basically the premises. You go into work and you split yourself up. So as soon as you go into work, Chip kicks in. Yep. Someone else takes over, but it's still you. and You don't remember. It's the work life. Things go wrong. What are you doing? You don't know. Christopher Walken's in it. <laughs> John Turturro, yeah. they're having it off. Uh, directed by Ben Stiller. Yes, uh, yeah. Fantastic. It's currently filming for season two. Like Connor said, it, it's it's up there. It's an absolutely brilliant show. I've not met anyone that's has said it's not brilliant at the minute. It's yeah. strange. Um, but can't wait for season two. They've, they've got something on their hands there. For sure. Bring it on. Anything else on screen? I think that's it for now. Unless yeah. I think of anything else. Okay. I'm gonna, I've got a few, so I'm rattling off. I'm, li- I'm going to try and spend about six seconds on each one. Ooh. That's my, that's my uh, go-to. Right. Jack Ryan season three. You've ruined John Krasinski for me Sorry. by saying he's not a very good actor. I do think he's a good actor, but um, Connor has just sort of put in my doubt a little bit now. Maybe he's not an action star. Very anyway, planned. but the series is brilliant. Okay, so it's the best. It's actually probably the best of the three. Really well done. Um, it's about Russia, so quite on the nose. On the nose. Yeah. Uh, Witcher Blood Origin, the the prequel series to The Witcher, one of the worst reviewed uh, Rotten Tomato things ever in history. <sighs> I think that's mainly because people are review bombing it because yeah. of Henry Cavill's departure. 
Wasn't that great, though, if I'm totally honest. Uh, Knives Out 2, Glass Onion, fantastic movie. 8.5 out of 10, go watch it, everyone. Ooh. Caught up on Last Dance with Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. Best sport documentary you'll ever get on this earth. Yep. I, I want to buy a jersey. Uh, Wednesday, um, it's, it's now been renewed for season two. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've watched all of it. Really, really enjoyed it. I watched two episodes yeah. and I enjoyed it. Uh, Jenny, Jenny Ortega is a future star. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Banshees of Inishirin. I won't go into it too much. Just one of the biggest surprises. That's what spurred my New Year's resolution. It was something I would never usually watch, mm. but it was one of just an absolute brilliant movie. Uh, so good. Uh, and then the menu, even better. One of the best movies I've watched in a long time. Oh. Original movie, so it's really random. Dark comedy. Both of those, those are dark comedies as well. Yeah, uh, I really like that wheelhouse. Anyway, really, really good. Uh, and that's it for my screens. Wonderful. Scraps. Scraps. Bunch of scraps! Hit me up, Con. Now, I had the script the other day, but I can't for the laugh <laughs> me find it. I didn't write it down because I thought, I'll remember that. Yeah. Don't remember don't it. Don't remember it. Um, so I've got one more. Um, don't know if you saw the news the other week. Um, Edward Norton found out that he is a direct descendant of Pocahontas. How weird is that? That's mad, isn't it? Absolutely strange. I always find it bananas that she comes to Gravesend, which is literally 15 minutes away from where we are. Yeah, Pocahontas, everyone legit died 15 minutes away. Yeah. We can see the the, the sort of the harbour yeah. of whatever you call it. So, yeah. That's mad. That is strange. Yeah, fun uh, fact. Any more scraps? No, no, that's it. Uh, I've got just a couple of grew for them. I don't know her name. Uh, you might, because you're a big score man. But Hilda Guionditor... Is returning to score Joker 2. Great oh, okay. stuff. Yeah. Brilliant score. Yeah. Uh, Fast and Furious trailer releases February 10th, yeah. uh, just before the Super Bowl. Uh, and Michael Bay is charged with killing a pigeon in Italy in 2018 when shooting Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. That's wild. How have they been at that cook for a while? How did they, how did that come to, evidence come to yeah, light? What were, they, what were they doing? We could find evidence for four <laughs> or five years and find this pigeon. <laughs> Bloody hell. Let it go. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. Scrap wise for me. Uh, I believe that's a show. That's it, yeah. That's a show. As we said, next week, we have got the huge, we love these ones. It's 2023. It's probably one of the biggest years in TV and film. We're going month to month, and Connor is going to rank me. Either rank me or just give me, because I want to make it more harder for you. I want you to give me each month, you're going to be giving me your most anticipated TV show and uh, movie of that month. We're okay. going to go through it. Talk a little bit about casting on things and tra- if there's only trailers for stuff, etc. Yeah. We're going to go right in deep. Uh, but other than that, tell your friends about our podcast, please. Yeah. It's a new year. Pick up a podcast. Yeah, new year, new you. <laughs> Come new, on. Year, new year, new you. Pick up a podcast. Follow our journey. We're loving it. Go follow us on the Twitter. It's a brilliant little community we've got. Uh, other than that, I'll just say thank you for listening. Yeah. And thanks for having us in your ears. <laughs>